this episode we're going to be discussing the Babylon 5 Season 5 episode, Secrets of the Soul. So, this episode is has got an A-plot, B-plot that are ultimately about the same overall arcing theme. It's ultimately about biases and the abuse of power. Uh, and how the abuses of power and these biases can combine to create revisionist history and how the sort of sins of the past reverberate into the present and the future uh, and how we all must pay the price for our ancestors' decisions. Um, so you, you, on one side, you got the Hayek, dealing with the fact that they have buried, long buried, a genocide on their planet, uh, that they were a parallel species with another uh, another group called the Hayek Dome. And uh, over time, they killed these people, they culled them, uh, and this has led to problems in their genetic makeup. Uh, and now the Hayek are slowly dying out, and with the Hayek Dome uh, to interbreed with, they will die in the next several centuries. Uh, and then you have the telepaths in Byron who are experiencing prejudice and hate and misery all because of what they are. And this is all reverberated in the fact that at the end of it, they find out, we the audience already knew, but uh, now uh, these telepaths know they were created by the Vorlons. That they were tools, they were bullets to be put into a gun and fired at the shadows. That's all they were. They would have lived ordinary, normal lives away from persecution if it was not for the decisions of someone else. Just like the Hayek are dying out because of the decisions of their ancestors to wipe out the Hayek dome. And how does one justify these abuses of power? And how does one reconcile that and come to terms with it while acknowledging the, the revisionism of history that results in this. Um, it, it, it's very interesting, um, the, the way to tackle it from like two different angles, one a more personal, uh, ongoing persecution scale, and then one a long-distant persecution uh, and ultimate genocide. Um, and, and I also like, specifically in the Hayek side, how Franklin, throughout the past four seasons, has had his ego tested and has had his will tested. And now he's having his convictions tested. Uh, and how far is he willing to bend his morals to do the job of a doctor? Do no harm, heal everyone, etc. Even even with these Hayek who openly, you know, participated in genocide. And even though that was their ancestors, they themselves are now accomplices to the fact because they actively, willingly revised history to ignore this fact and attempted to cover it up. And any time someone uh, sort of discovered the truth, they would actively act hostile and, you know, get rid of them in rather aggressive means. They are perpetuating a system, a cycles of violence, uh, and th that is the ultimate point of the episode, and it, in it, it's reverberated in Franklin when he discovers all this about the Hayek. He has to figure out for himself how he feels and how he judges the Hayek. Um, 
you know, he says, if you're willing to let this go to uh, reveal the truth, I will help you. Uh, there's no guarantee it will work, but I will. But I cannot and will not help you if you continue to cover this up. This is something so heinous and so horrible. You must own up to your mistake. Uh, and it's perfectly understandable. He is not ultimately holding the Hayek responsible for the genocide. He knows that was something done long before they were ever born. However, what he is doing is holding them responsible for the perpetuation of this cycle. That they actively and willingly covered up this information, revised history to avoid this ever becoming noticed by scooting the blame under the rug, so to speak. Uh, and that's what he blames them for. He believes... Quite understandably, that makes them an accomplice after the fact. Uh, and they, you know, violated not only several legalities, but also just plain morality to present themselves this way. Uh, in, in I think what's interesting about Season 5 is how the ISA is being handled. The ISA is the symbol of cooperation and trust and all that wonderful jazz but over the course of the past few episodes, we're only a few episodes in the season five, we have had several member races be outed for past deeds or even present deeds that violate everything the ISA stands for. It's easy to get up on a pedestal and say truth, justice, and all that. It's another thing to practice it, especially when you benefit from, you know, grinding others under your heel that that cycle that continues of oppression and abuse and violence and misery and then on the telepath side um you have a group that understands uh, the oppressive side of things but are slowly but surely becoming more cult-like as i keep pointing out and it's very clear that now Right now, they have officially become almost fully radicalized. There was already a radical undertone of everything, of let us sit behind, you know, let us sit away, uh, get away from everything, you know, keep us safe, blah, blah, blah. We don't want anything to do with Psychor and stuff. And, um, but the fact that one of them gets attacked and they actively go and torture this guy by making him believe he's on fire with their telepathic powers and they only did this because byron wasn't there to stop him immediately and then when you know when byron is taken uh they then go on a rampage and actively beat the living snot out of this guy all for the simple reason byron was not there byron Inadvertently, I don't know if it's intentional on his behalf, he is obviously charismatic, but I don't think he intentionally set out to create a cult, but what he did create was a cult. They are so dependent on him, and without him, they lose sanity, they lose a grip on reality, and they strike back in the only way they know how, perpetuating a cycle that will never, ever, ever end. Only when someone, as Byron, attempts a non-violent way, even though he is perpetuating that cycle in other ways, such as your know, rampant mundane bigotry, 
for instance, and belief in telepath superiority, uh, he's attempting, at least, to break the cycle. Failing to, but he's trying. And the rest of them do not have that capacity. I do think one of the best scenes in this episode is that hit me scene. What I like about it is that it shows a multitude to Byron. First off, obviously, it shows his martyr complex. He wants to take the blame. He wants to take the hits to suffer, to nobly suffer for the telepath's cause. But additionally, what he does is it proves his point. The anger this guy feels towards the telepaths because they are different, because they're not normal, because they are in some way impeding him, is it's false. It's purposeless. Anger and violence only begets more anger and violence. It will never end. It's a cycle. And the anger and that violence will never, ever, ever be satiated. It will just keep growing and growing and growing. You know, you have to find a way to channel that to something positive, which is what he's trying to do, obviously failing with his own inherent issues. Um, we'll get more into why he has those issues later on. But ultimately, that's what that scene is about. And it's a very, very well acted scene. Very well done. Now, the, the, the Byron Lita romance, I get a feeling of some Nightingale effect in there. There's obviously wrapped up that he's a charismatic leader and vaguely cultish in in this episode and last episode it very becomes blatant even if he didn't intend to he's created a cult um, that basically Lita because she feels so ostracized from everybody the only person that ever cared about her uh, was Zach and even then. You know, as shown in this episode, in the previous episode, he doesn't trust telepaths completely. He likes her, and obviously he has romantic feelings towards her, but it's mixed up in this obligation as this, as the head of security, his own natural distrust of telepaths, and his love for Lita, and it's all getting mixed up. And when he, when he approaches her at the beginning of the episode and tries to reason with her, he does it all the wrong ways. You know, he has reasonable concerns, but he's going about it so wrong, basically forcing Lita to become, uh, you know, an animal backed into a corner. When an animal becomes backed into the corner, they fight back. And that's ultimately what Lita does, that entire conversation, is because he is approaching her from the wrong angle. Uh, and it probably has to do with his own personal feelings, as she is, you know, fully in her right, saying, you are jealous. And I think that is personally a part of it. Not only does he see the issues that are going on, but he also also has a personal reason to feel that way towards her. And and that is obviously clouding his judgment. Uh, and as a result, because she's being pushed away by everybody, uh, Byron is the only one on her level to treat her in such a way uh, that is kind and gentle uh, and I think that is forming into an almost Nightingale effect where you fall in love with your healer. Um, that it isn't genuine love. It's more of you're the only person that gave a damn. Even though that's not explicitly true, it's the way she perceives it. And as we've seen, 
in last episode and this episode, Zach even points it out that she is dressing more like Byron over time, that she has fully enveloped his cult-like status. She is fully becoming wrapped in his sort of uh, charismatic cult of personality. And I think that becomes fully apparent in the sex scene where she says, rest in me. That's a very creepy line taken out of context. Taken in context, it feels very much like the, you know, uh, the person offering themselves up to the cult leader, uh, that you are the Messiah, you are the wonderful, and I am to be blessed if you are to have sex with me, uh, kind of line. It's supposed to generate a, a feeling of unease and creepiness within the viewer. Um, I do like how we finally get to see how, what Talia said, Talia mentioned that, uh, telepath sex is different because it's a melding of minds and a melding of souls where all your barriers are dropped to the point that the physical and the mental become one. And it's, uh, far more esoteric, I guess, um, uh, far more personal experience than ordinary, uh, you know, uh, sex. And we see, because she's allowed to let her walls down, Lita's inherent four-line programming, which she mentioned she probably has a lot of that she doesn't know about, it's fully revealed to everybody. Uh, obviously, also, the, the inherent cult-like nature of having everybody watch them do it, that's kind of creepy. Uh, and also, very cult. Um... Uh, the the truth of the Vorlons, which we already knew, is revealed to them. And we see that this one instance where he finds out, where Byron finds out, I am nothing but a tool. A tool to be, you know, used and then thrown away. Uh, the Vorlons are long gone, yet we still suffer for their, you know, uh, uh, for their hubris of wanting to change us, to make us, quote-unquote, better. In this quite Vorlon, you know, the nail to be hammered down. Bang, bang, bang. That's the way the Vorlons are. They've always been that way. Obedience above all else. And now that he sees that, and he sees how he's treated by everyone else, it's caused him to go from non-violent, uh, attempting almost a, a Gandhi-type resistance, to... The last words of the episode we will make them do this you know he, he's gone fully down that radicalization pole and we're going to see that the rest of his group the rest of this pretty much cult at this point is going to go down that line as well um it's a very scary notion that this person had pure intentions it was clouded by his own personal biases uh which is ultimately the point of this episode is how things can be clouded by biases and turned and revised to make it seem different. Uh, so his pure intentions of a free telepath colony was predicated entirely on his belief that mundanes are evil and violent and telepaths are superior and wonderful. And now that this reveal has come down, the, 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 the Vorlon treachery almost, to him anyway, uh, the truth of his origins have come to light. That radicalization has gone from non-violent, vaguely bigoted, 
to straight up we demand and we're going to see how that affects him and the rest of his cult going down the line um and i think this is ultimately jms's point is how pure things can be twisted we've seen this a lot throughout b5 how pure things can be twisted over and over and over again by those who want and i think byron's is a look in the inside of that where we saw how something that uh, was vaguely already questionable got turned and turned into something horrible in previous seasons. Now we're seeing something that was trying to be good get turned in straight away into something bad due to the folly of its people. Not due to any outside force, but the folly of people and their own personal biases. How the cycles of violence perpetuate themselves on both sides because of those biases. And how, ultimately, the only way to solve it is to all come together. As per the, uh, you know, song from the last episode, which of course is nothing but a fantasy. It can't happen. It won't happen. The cycles of violence are stuck in a motion that will never, ever end. Uh, and I think that is ultimately the tragedy of this episode. Uh, is that it shows that, like with Franklin, if you're willing to acknowledge the past, move on, we can deal. But there are those who can't, and that ultimately leads to the cycles continuing. Uh, but it, overall, very strong episode, and ultimately will lead into a lot of the ongoing stuff with the telepaths. Um, I shall see you next time. Till then, bye.